0: You've reached the high fashion hotline. Hi, spiced apple cider is back, and so are the fall trends. My family needs new clothes to spice up our fall wardrobe. Spice up their style with new jeans from Old Navy. Old Navy? Yep, starting tomorrow, all jeans from distress to stretch are on sale from $15 for adults, $10 for kids. Plus, get up to 50% off store wide. All jeans on sale and up to 50% off store wide? That's right, all your family's favorite jeans are on sale starting tomorrow at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. We can fall for that. High fashion, Old Navy. Valid 914 and 920, excludes in store clearance.
1: Welcome to Blog Talk Radio in high
0: fidelity. I used to rule the world seas that rise when I gave. It.
2: Welcome, everyone. Pop Health Week on the Blog Talk Radio and Affiliate Networks is brought to you by Health Innovation Media. I'm Greg Masters, the producer and co-host of the show, and in the virtual studio today is my colleague, Fred Goldstein, principal co-host and co-founder here at Pop Health Week. Now, welcome, Fred, and as someone who hails from the Jacksonville area. Do bring us up to speed. How did your uh, city fair, city fair during and post Irma? F.
3: Well, Greg, it's great to be on the show and have power here, which, as you know, the city got hit pretty hard, both from a wind and certainly from a flooding perspective, something we had never seen here before. So it's still a major recovery, but uh, we're making progress. So it's getting better every day.
2: Well, I'm glad to hear that and glad you could make it today. That's a good sign. So for those of you not familiar with Fred, he is a veteran health care executive and the president of Accountable Health LLC, which is a Jacksonville, Florida-based consulting firm. Fred serves on the editorial board of the Journal of Population Health Management and the best practices review panel for the Institute for Medicaid Innovations. He is a past chair and former board member of the Population Health Alliance. Fred is known on Twitter as at FSGoldstein. My background includes thought leadership and strategy consulting for hospitals, health systems, and physician-led ventures. I publish and principally author ACOWatch.com, healthinnovationmedia.com, and precisionmedicine.center. And now for today's special guests, Brian Klepper and Linda Riddell. Who will weigh in on the general state of the market and familiarize ourselves with the Health Value Awards Program, which, which is a collaboration of the World Congress in partnership with the Health Rosetta Institute and the Care Innovations Validation Institute? Brian R. Klepper, PhD, is principal of Healthcare Performance Inc., and principal at Worksite Health Advisors. Klepper is a nationally prominent healthcare analyst, commentator, and entrepreneur who has specialized on healthcare market dynamics and the drivers of the cost crisis. He is a former CEO of the National Business Coalition on Health, representing 52 regional business health coalitions, about 5,000 employer and union health benefit purchasers, and some 35 million people. Klepper regularly contributes to the Healthcare Trade Press, is a reviewer for the journals Health Affairs and the Journal of Ambulatory Care Management, and an advisor to several healthcare firms and foundations. Brian blogs at careandcost.com. Linda K. Riddell MS is a principal at Health Economy LLC. She has worked in health policy. And healthcare since 1985. Her recent public sector work has included projects for Maine's Medicaid program. Riddell is an independent population health scientist consulting with private and public sector organizations on measuring outcomes. She serves on the strategic initiatives, she serves as the strategic initiatives manager for the Validation Institute, Inc., and is in charge of reviewing the health value awards applicants measurable results on today's broadcast we'll talk about the market in macro terms and the health value awards program in particular again a co venture of the world health congress in partnership with the health rosetta institute and the care innovations validation institute and with that introduction fred over to you uh, help us get to know Brian and Linda, and what's going on uh, with the Health Value Awards program.
3: Thank you so much, Greg, and uh, Linda. Welcome to Pop Health Week. How are you?
1: I'm I'm well. I'm in uh, well out of the path of any uh, tropical storms. So,
3: <laughs> well, that's fantastic. And Brian, I know you're actually here in Jacksonville as well. So, how did you fare?
4: It, it was nip and tuck there for a while, wasn't it? It was a monster storm um, with we didn't get such terrible winds, probably up to 80, 85 miles an hour. But then the then the flood surge came in, the, the storm surge. So it was a it was a it was a real a real experience. As,
3: well, as uh, I'm glad you're I'm glad you're doing well. and I know you're out of beaches and um, obviously some of those areas got pretty hard hit, but it's great to get you both on the show, both colleagues, uh, good friends and uh, really an, an interesting opportunity to talk about what's going on out there in the uh, employer space in particular around healthcare and uh, as well as the health value awards. So Brian, perhaps you kick it off by giving us a sense of what what brought these awards to fruition, why was this set up and what is what is it trying to showcase in the healthcare arena?
4: Yeah, it, it's, a, it's an interesting story. A couple of years ago for I guess for the past two or three years, um, I started looking around and scanning the horizon for healthcare organizations that simply got much better results than other healthcare organizations within some high-value niche. So it turns out that there are there are these organizations. They're rare. I found about fifty of them in various in various forms. Um, that that uh, where the 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 founder has has. Very high subject matter expertise in some niche. They have uh, they're they're passionate and mission driven. They're data and evidence driven, and they have deconstructed some problem of healthcare, clinical, financial, or administrative risk management, and they have come up with an entirely different solution than everybody else in that area. And they and they they get better health outcomes and or much much lower costs than their peers within that niche. And they are typically so confident of their ability to do this that they uh, are willing to go at financial risk, to put their fees at financial risk against the performance targets they claim they can achieve. Um, an example of this would be a musculoskeletal management company here in Florida that, um, that uh, after 100,000 patient uh, patients with some major corporations, as clients, has been able to demonstrate that they get not just better health outcomes, but wildly better health outcomes, um, pain reduction, range of motion, activities of daily living in half the recovery time and at half the cost of conventional orthopedics. Um, you're talking about a, a niche of health care that is 20 to 25 percent of group health cost and 60 percent of occupational health cost. So you do this one thing differently than you're currently doing it and your, your images and drugs and surgeries will go down in this area and your results will be better and you will drop your total healthcare spend somewhere between five and 14%. These are enormous numbers. Um, and it turns so, out, yeah, it turns out that we found these in a lot of different areas. And then while, while we have vetted them ourselves, um, we realized that, it, that the time was now here that we needed to apply a more rigorous set of set of uh, evaluation methodologies to it, and that's how we that's how we began that we went down this process.
3: Yeah, so the timing is really kind of interesting because you may have seen the recent article that came out that where where it's in physician groups physicians in the survey admitted that fifteen to thirty percent of their healthcare expenditures are really wasted or excess or others, and and so we're really trying to go after in essence what we know our problems in the, in the delivery system, the provider system, the management systems around all of this to take those costs out while maintaining or improving quality across areas, correct?
4: Yeah, I think that the number, I think that vastly under, those are just physicians opinions. I think that the, the real numbers vastly are worse. Um, I sure. mean, the Cooper study in 2008 showed estimated that 54 and a half percent of everything that we spend, health, spend on healthcare is waste uh, provides zero value the real numbers that we're showing I mean the numbers that, that we're that we're coming up with show that somewhere north of half of all of the money that we're spending could be recovered with better health outcomes and we think it, we think the, those are conservative numbers
3: and so I guess you know perhaps Linda, you could talk about this a little bit. there are all these companies out there that state that they're producing all of these results. That are dropping costs or improving quality, yet we continue to see our costs rise. So, is it that some of these numbers, et cetera, just aren't right? That they're presenting data that perhaps is incorrect?
1: Or they've over promised and under delivered? Um, part of the issue is that the purchaser of, of these kinds of things likely does not have the training resources to actually hold the vendor accountable to these results. Um, So, an HR person, for example, would not know how to measure the frequency of surgical or infection rates or um, those kinds of things, which are the things that those super efficient providers are targeting. Um, So, and, and then there's a whole other sector of the market that um, I'm not sure that they are deliberately or, uh, what do I want to say, um, selling something they know they don't have <laughs> or um, promising results because they know they they won't be measured on them, uh, but there's a lot of rooms out there promising huge return on investment that do nothing of the sort and and actually there's no science behind it that they could not deliver a huge return on investment because it's not there to be delivered
3: so i guess brian this is really about separating the wheat from the chaff and all these companies and and, um and so i guess the world healthcare congress decided to go with Vidar to set up these, this award system. So maybe talk a little bit about what the Health Value Awards are and who might be able to apply for that or how.
4: Yeah, um, this is actually the brainchild of Vidar Jurgensen, who is the chair and founder of the World Healthcare Congress meetings, um, who is a, who's a very uh, uh, mission-driven uh, entrepreneur who's very focused on transparency, and ways to make the market more competitive. Um, it, it would be hard to to give him enough accolades for the for the stuff that he's done behind the scenes. But he he came up with this idea of let, let's have a let's have an awards competition that is based on on you know real credible scientific methodologies, and and ask people to submit the the programs that they've got that. That they think are delivering great value, and then subject subject those to a validation process, and and see who comes out of it. the The advantage for it, we there, there are a lot of advantages to this to this approach. One of them is that um, it forces companies that make performance claims to 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 be more careful about that. But another thing that it does is we have negotiated a a very, very strong, favorable deal with the Validation Institute on behalf of the of the entries that will allow companies to to go through the validation process for about thirty five hundred dollars, where it would normally cost about ten. So small companies can can uh, can can have access to this. There's a, and there's also a, a stipend program if if a company needs it. But what it does is it takes program it, it is that it, it invites programs that have been very innovative and that believe that they're delivering value and will give them the opportunity to prove it through that through that process in a way that will convince purchasers that this, that this is in fact a great a great value um, and that's never been available before
3: so, so um <laughs> um who, who are who some are of that? the some of the companies, companies or, or, or,
4: the or the group that might be able to get to Well, they're, they're broken out into eight categories. There, there are three categories, different size employers and, or unions. So I, I believe it's below 250 and then 250 to 5,000 and 5,000 and above in terms of employee size. There's um, health plans, which can be uh, ASO or TPA so these are all self-funded we're assuming that these will be self-funded um, self-insured health plans and then there's there's program uh, there's program provi- well there's direct care providers organizations like hospitals and doctors that, that deliver deliver care directly and then organizations that manage the care process in some way the, the care or the administrative or or financial process in some way any of those organizations can apply, uh, and and they'll be they'll each be treated within their own category.
3: Got it. And Linda, perhaps you could talk through what that process is. What somebody would need to submit.
1: Yes. Um, so essentially, the applicants are guided online through a three-phase um, process. So. The first is describing what the, the program is. And as, as Brian has mentioned, there's we're using uh, intervention. We're open to all types of different interventions that people might have. It could be care management. It could be um, health literacy education. It could take any number of forms. But they need to um, demonstrate that their intervention has been shown to have the impact that they're talking about. Um, So for example, improving health literacy could lead to fewer emergency room visits. Um, Second step is that um, what are they using for data sources? Um, There's a lot of different ways to go about that. It could be from medical claims. It could be from participant survey data. It could be from assessments. It could be from medical records. Any, any number of data sources could be used. The third um, step is how did they put that data together into a measure? Um, so if they were measuring um, emergency room visit frequency, there is a very specific way to do that correctly um, and my team will be looking at whether they did it correctly.
3: Got it and the Validation Institute maybe Linda you can provide a little bit of information on who they are um, mm-hmm. to give the audience a better sense of, of uh, its purpose etc.
1: Yes yeah, so well I liked what, what Brian was saying uh, around the genesis of the Health Value Award about competition Um, because that's really what uh, sparked the Validation Institute in the first place. Um, The founder of the institute, Sean Slavinsky, wanted a body that would be the standard bearer um, and uh, set the standards for making credible outcome claims. To purchasers, so um, uh, when you buy an automobile, you know that the miles per gallon has been checked by an independent body. That one's a government, but you you get the idea. Um, so it'd be a a seal of um, oh, what's the outfit? Underwriter Laboratories is a better better example. That yes, this program. Uh, has been shown to impact that they're claiming, uses credible data sources and puts together their measures correctly um, as a way so that businesses would compete for uh, market share based on their real outcomes, not based on the outcomes that they are throwing around, um, which may be wildly exaggerated, not using proper uh, protocol for the measurement, or they might be entirely fiction.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and it's it's interesting because you know I we, I constantly talk to employer groups or others who say well I've got this program in place to show me they're saving all this money that year over year I'm seeing my medical claims costs go up I have to change my benefits package put higher deductibles out there so mm-hmm. so Brian if we identify companies that submit their applications they go through this process what what comes out of the backside side of this thing what's the advantage to companies and employers to go ahead and and apply for this
4: well first of all no one will be will be publicly castigated i mean let's let's be clear about that if right. they don't if they don't pass uh, what they will be is counseled so you know we're relying on the validation institute to work with organizations in ways that show them a better way to to, to calculate their performance accurately um, and and they can go from there organizations however that do succeed with the process and we, we suspect that'll be a good percentage of them will be showcased and and with the, with the sense to the we, we believe that the purchaser community will have its eye on this because they want to know who who really gives better results. Um, this has an enormous implications. for example, I mean, if you, if you look at the level of dissatisfaction and, and, and general unhappiness in the purchaser community with the healthcare or with healthcare, uh, generally in the healthcare, uh, networks, particularly it's, it's pretty severe. And so we are right at a moment in time where mid-sized and large organizations are, uh, I, I'm working with to, to say there are there are practical alternatives to what you're what you're using now that will deliver better outcomes at lower cost, and this will provide the, this will accelerate that process. So so th- so this is a this is a um, this is a meta kind of project that will have that should should have huge implications for uh, the evolution of healthcare in America.
1: And if I could just uh, tag on to what Brian's saying there, there is this perception that um, that the scientific review and validation is impractical or unavailable. Um, and that's something i'm I'm hopeful about this contest, too, to say, no, you you can have your outcomes independently verified and validated, and then you have that for your future proposals as a way to show, I stand behind my results. I've had them scientifically used.
3: Right, and there are companies today that are listed up at the at the VI website that have gone through the validation, as well as brokers who have gone through the uh, certification, I believe it is. And if, if a company, let's say an employer group or a broker or one of the vendors goes through this process and they um, achieve validation and potentially win this. Where they're showcased at next year's World Healthcare Congress, correct?
4: Yes. yes. That's, that's the idea. Um, uh-huh. and, and
1: they get the validation seal also to, to use for the whole year on any proposal. So the, the validation is, is an asset to them for all of their customers.
2: I think uh, Fred may have disappeared may have into the in. ethers.
1: <laughs>
2: okay. So let's just let's so just you, hold Greg. for a moment. <laughs> That's what I do. I, I ride side. What is that? Shotgun. So um, and what about Dave Chase and the Health Rosetta Institute? I see they're in a, a partner in the venture. What 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 are what are they contributing today?
4: But they they have become a very interesting resource. Uh, in a number of ways, for example, uh, Dave and his his partner Sean uh, Shanson have memorialized a whole set of principles that um, reflect what health the reflect the, the characteristics of the next generation of healthcare high value organizations, um, and and that has that will be an enduring and and continually. Evolving resource, I think, for the industry at large. They've also got another project going on where they they will credential brokers based on um, their uh, commitment to being um, uh, transparent, disclosing their re- their revenue streams being client focused rather than than focused on themselves in terms of in terms of of, of the services that they provide. Uh, And they will credential. They are credentialing brokers along along those lines. Um, So they are they're in the forefront as well, and they are part of this larger. There's a community of people, uh, brokers, uh, innovative vendors, um, theorists, um, people who support them that are that are moving in this direction. And I think I think you're going to see uh, you're going to see this general movement evolved into a there will there will be health plans that emerge that are built on these high value structures that are that in theory should be able to financially guarantee better health outcomes at with a 25 percent reduction in in total health care spend that would be a big enough number that uh, that no benefits manager would just look at look turn up his nose at it because it might require more activity on his part or, or, or doing something against the wishes of his broker or, or something like that, that's a big enough amount of money that, that if he doesn't do it and, and it might be successful, his job could be in peril if he, if he didn't follow <laughs> through.
2: That, that that would be an amazing contribution this whole idea of credentialing brokers I, I love the idea brian before i hand it back to fred let me ask you you know value-based healthcare. care um we've been in this world for a while um what do you think it, it to many value-based healthcare is a rorschach test any projection will do right so given right. the range, given the range of diversity out there into what falls under that umbrella how do you rate the prospects of actually creating some coherence, some standardization in this sector to where everyone can kind of uh, toe the line, play by the rules, and move the needle towards the triple aim? Well, I
4: think, I think that's the right question, and I think this is the value that the Validation Institute brings. You know, As we all know from the population health industry and the, and the wellness industry, you know a lot of people in healthcare just don't seem to have the truth in them and and everybody stands up and says says oh we've delivered great value well here's a methodology to to clarify um using real real numbers whether you are delivering better value or not and that that is the great leveler um, and that's you know in the business world that's what people want to know and it and it's been missing in healthcare and this is an effort to remedy it. I think it's a, I think it's an enormous step forward.
3: Yeah, I think, it's Brian and Linda, it's really, a, as you said, it's a great step forward. It's an opportunity for for companies to begin to really get a better sense of who out there is doing the right work and doing work that's going to help them offer these benefits to their employees. We see stuff keep, keep getting cut back and cut back over time and more and more of the onus is put on the individual to cover their, their insurance costs. Um, and ultimately we've got to take these inappropriate expenses out through these various companies um, you've mentioned Brian that there you, you found about 50 of them um, obviously we, we certainly all of us hope there are a lot more than that <laughs> do you anticipate a pretty good number of folks applying for this
4: uh, we, we do anticipate a, a lot of folks we, we think that there'll be a bunch of employers who have programs that they want to that they want to share they want to that they're proud of, and they want to crow about. Uh, we think that there are also a lot of smaller companies out there, or or health systems that have particular programs in diabetes or cardiometabolic or or whatever it is that they want to that they want they want to put on display. I think that I I think I hope that we will see an explosion of, of interest because that would be the healthiest thing possible for the industry. This is not good news, by the way, for the health for the legacy healthcare organizations. organizations. It's not good news for business as usual in healthcare.
3: Right. I, I think we can no longer afford business as usual in healthcare, And this is a great way to showcase. I'm so glad that you're involved in setting this thing up. And so, Linda and Brian, I want to thank you both for coming on Top Health Week uh, this week.
2: Our pleasure. Thanks so thank much. For having me. And that'll have to be the last word for today's broadcast. I want to thank our guests. Brian Klepper and Linda Riddell for their time and insights today and the feature of the Value Health Awards program. Do follow Brian's work on the web at www.careandcost.com and on Twitter via B-K-L-E-P-P-E-R-1 B. B. Klepper and similarly follow Linda's work on Twitter via L underscore Riddell R-I-D-D-E-L-L and on the web www.careandcost.com HealthEconomy.net, and finally, if your hospital, health system, physician venture, or healthcare conference is in the market for social media support, including content development, curation, engagement, or amplification, ping me on Twitter by 2 healthguru or email Greg with two G's at HealthInnovationMedia. Fred and I will be happy to lend our subject matter expertise to your efforts. Until we meet again on Pop Health Week. For Fred Goldstein, this is Greg Masters saying bye now.
0: The High Fashion Hotline. Hi, Spiced Apple Cider is back, and so are the fall trends. My family needs new clothes to spice up our fall wardrobe. Spice up their style with new jeans from Old Navy. Old Navy? Yep, starting tomorrow, all jeans from distress to stretch are on sale from $15 for adults, $10 for kids. Plus, get up to 50% off store-wide. All jeans on sale and up to 50% off store-wide? That's right, all your family's favorite jeans are on sale starting tomorrow at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. We can fall for that. High Fashion, Old Navy. Valid 914 and 920. Excludes in-store clearance. Hi, you've reached the high fashion hotline. Hi, spiced apple cider is back, and so are the fall trends. My family needs new clothes to spice up our fall wardrobe. Spice up their style with new jeans from Old Navy. Old Navy? Yep, starting tomorrow, all jeans from distress to stretch are on sale from $15 for adults, $10 for kids. Plus, get up to 50% off store wide. All jeans on sale and up to 50% off store wide? That's right, all your family's favorite jeans are on sale starting tomorrow at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. We can fall for that. High fashion, Old Navy. Valid 914 and 920, excludes in store clearance.